What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the High Techpreneur Show. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Robin. We are going to go ahead and talk about how to go ahead and get your first coaching clients in the door because sometimes we know, like, we that we've been through that. We understand, like, it feels like you're just trying to move a mountain when you first get started. We have no testimonials. We have no experience just in general. Um, and that could be really, really frustrating. Sometimes it can even seem impossible. So today I'm super excited because I was actually in Robin's um, podcast about a week ago and we had a blast talking about kind of like putting a package together and it was super, super exciting. So now I can get to pick his brain into what he's doing, which this is kind of like what I love, I love to do so I can bring you guys those frameworks and everything just in general to you guys are watching and listening so let's welcome robin what's going on robin how's everything been brother thank you so much for having me and for everyone listening thank you so much for taking the time i'm super excited to share a little bit about about my journey and what i do and how i help coaches that's amazing brother so you know i the way i like to have these interviews robin is i like to just kind of talk and be like i want to go ahead and get into who robin was before you became our coach, before you started posting content, like tell us like who were you before you even became an entrepreneur or were you always an entrepreneur? What's the story like? Well, so everything started when I walked with my girlfriend back then in our neighborhood and we were thinking yeah. about moving together. So we were looking oh. at different apartments and there was this one really nice apartment that we both really loved it would be it would have been, been perfect for us but the problem was it was even if we stretched ourselves it was outside our comfort zone or even our outside not comfort zone so even if we tried and calculated it wouldn't have worked and what i work, yeah. what i realized at that point is i was working as a phd there was basically no way for me to get more money. Even though I want this amazing apartment, I want to give it to my girlfriend, the opportunity. I had no opportunity to make more money. So it took a little while that I, when I was pondering, okay, how do I actually get more money? And then the, the idea of a side business came in. I have always been um, super active as a group fitness uh, participant and later as a group fitness coach. So I just thought, well, people are always asking me about how, how much should I eat? What do you eat? How do you stay fit? Maybe I can go in the nutrition coaching direction and then many hurdles, many steps, many mistakes that we are probably going through uh, throughout the video. Um, I started getting nutrition coaching clients and since I was still working at, uh, on my PhD and, um, I was all the time in the university. I actually did it from the beginning online, way back then on Skype. And then it transformed as the video platforms increased. And from there I got into precision nutrition built, uh, two Facebook, Facebook groups with roughly 60,000 members, uh, on precision nutrition and, uh, about one and a half years ago, I left Precision Nutrition to basically now teach everything that I learned over almost 11 years now, basically how to start and how to use social media to get online coaching clients. That's amazing, honestly. So 
the journey started with you actually not being able to get the apartment that you wanted at that time. Yeah. And I, that's honestly inspiring because like most people are like, oh, no, we can't get it. And that's it. They leave it right there. But you, Robin, you were just like, oh, I can't get it. But what can I do to actually make it happen? Right? That is a huge mindset shift that not a lot of people probably are just going to run over. And I really want to point that out because that right there is what made this whole journey possible. Because if you would have just thought, oh, no, that's completely out of our price phone. Let's look for something cheaper or something, uh, bet or something that will fit better. This journey wouldn't have happened. But you knew you're like, oh, I want that. There's no way for me to actually get a raise or get money out of my job. How can I make this happen? And that's the biggest question that most people actually ask themselves when they start this journey, right? Yeah, it's, um, it's this key difference between, oh, no, I can't get it versus how can I get it? Mm. And this little change between, if you want to call it fixed mindset or the story that you're telling yourself between, uh, of, I can't get it, or you have this solution-based focus on, okay, I don't have the opportunities now, but I have, I was 22 at the time. I have my whole life in front of me. I had so much energy. Yeah. And, um, I need to figure this out because it wouldn't change because I would stay in that job and I would stay at that, at that, uh, that payment or if that, uh, with the amount of money that I get. So I yeah. needed to figure it out. That's amazing. That's awesome. And if you guys are listening to this right now, or you guys are watching is when you have a hurdle or when you have a, like something that you want, but you can't get it, then that mindset shift will change everything. Cause if you ask yourself, okay, oh, I can't, if you say, I can't get it, you're not going to be able to get it. Like, is that's going to be possible? Yeah. But if you yeah. say, how can I make it happen? That's just mindset shift. It will make your brain actually work and you will come up with solutions on how to make it happen. That is gold right there. If you guys just take that from this five minute podcast, I I'll be happy with it. Right. I'll be happy with it. So you went on to doing this for, you know, 11 years. Right. And then when did you say, I mean, was that like a, was that your business that you were doing it or was that like you were doing it for somebody else? No, um, that was my business. And okay. um, I've, I, I, I grew it. I eventually got a couple of coaches actually taking on clients because uh, people were asking. Yeah. And um, essentially from there, I, um, so I continued with educating myself, getting better and better. Mm -hmm, of course. And um, it then at one point shifted. I, I, I noticed, oh, maybe... I have fulfilled my purpose in building this coaching business because yeah. I, it essentially started with, I need more money to get this, to get this mm -hmm. apart, uh, apartment. So it shifted eventually as I were, as I started to work with PN on helping coaches. And the idea is the same that we are talking about right now with a couple of simple tools and strategies you can change the situation of, oh, I don't have the money, so I'm stuck here to, hey, 
I have done it and I am not particularly smart or hardworking. If I can do it, you can do it too. So I shifted yeah. to coaching coaches and uh, that was a major change for me as well. Yeah. Now, in, in terms of, yeah, because obviously at that point you went from doing to like more of a B2C coach, like you're a business to consumer coach, like helping uh, just regular people, but now you're helping like B2B coach, uh, B2B. So that shift right there is a bit different. And like, obviously your messaging is completely different. Everything's completely different. Now, now that you've done both, because you've truly done both, I've mm -hmm. always been in the B2B space. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the biggest difference between talking to business to consumers than talking to B2B? Um, I would answer it as a coach more than a business owner. Working with clients is mostly emotional based. So mm. they're struggling with, oh, I want to lose weight, but I don't want to give up my, my sweets. Or I know training is important, but I also really like to sleep in on Sunday. So you yeah. always have to work with the client's emotions. On the business side, it's much more solution focused. It's like, if I don't get clients, I will be out of business at the end of the month. Yeah. So you focus on, okay, how can I make it happen? And then the business owners, the entrepreneurs, the coaches, they essentially have to suck it up, get over yeah. their own fears and do it because there's this, they either can overcome speaking about their, their offer or mm -hmm. they can lose their business and potentially not be able to support their families or have to say, yeah. oh, I have this dream, but I was too afraid to tell somebody about it. So with clients, it's mostly emotional working how they feel about situation yeah. where business owners is um, solution focused. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I've really, truly never worked with B2C coaches uh, mm -hmm. because, or just B2C and anything. But, you know, when my, obviously I told you my journey, I went from marketing agency to now a coach. It's always been B2B. So mm -hmm. in terms of like actually, you know, going out as a B2C coach that you did it for 11 years and now you help other B2C coaches as well. And in terms of B2C coaching, what do you think is the biggest difference when it comes to actually client acquisition? Not um, like the biggest difference, but in terms of client acquisition, is it the same type of, hey, you have the same process? Do you think it's the same process or do you think the process is a little bit different? Because obviously for you to get clients, you follow one process, I'm guessing. And for your clients to get clients, is the process different or is the process the same? I think it really depends on the level because I work with um, solopreneurs, so mm -hmm. single owners. So yeah. they are still, they feel a little like a B2C coach or B2C business because yeah. I'm working specifically with the owner instead of maybe working with a big gym where you have the owner and then the staff and Maybe if you're working with a gym, you maybe even have uh, members that also have a, have a big role. And if they don't mm -hmm. like certain changes, you have to deal with the clients as well. So this would be a completely different level. If, you're, if we're thinking about um, the solopreneur, one person business, then in many ways it's similar, especially 
with fitness coaches that I focus on or fitness and nutrition coaches, they use yeah. many of the similar, very similar channels. So they hang around on social media, um, looking for tips, looking for ways to improve themselves instead of maybe going to big conferences to uh, do um, networking and see, yeah. looking for other big businesses. So in that way, instead of the, the conversations are different, but of course. the acquisition process of sharing content on social media, having conversations, having personal discovery calls with them, and then uh, actually starting the program, that's very similar. Very similar. Got it. I love it. I love it. And let me talk to you about, you posted something, um, I think it was yesterday that I saw that really caught my attention because you were like, you had two options. You're like, like the guy sweating. I, I don't know if you remember, but it, like, there's yeah. like a picture of the guy sweating and you're yeah. like yeah. answering DMs or creating content, right? Yeah. What was that about? Because I know you said after you like creating content is what causes the answering the DMs, right? But tell us a little bit about that. I found that interesting. Um, this is actually a question um, that I got from as actually one of the coaches in my gym. And yeah. he asked me, so how do you actually make this happen with everything and with posting so, so much? Because I'm in my DMs all the time. So th that's mm. what the coach said. And I mentioned to him, well, I know this is super important to follow up and um, actually be engaged with the people. But in reality, yeah. if you let social media slip too much, then you won't get any DMs. And mm. even if you're a fantastic coach, most online coaches need to be at a certain level before they can offer something like a membership program where they actually have consistent clients. Most yeah. new coaches start with a free month program and then every mm -hmm. three months they need new clients. So that was a that was my I wanted to turn it funny because, of course, there's no yeah. part either or, or uh -huh. but um, if you have to prioritize between answering DMs or creating content, I would suggest create content because creating content keeps getting messages in. I love that. I absolutely love that. I, I, I mean, I completely agree with you. That's why I was laughing. I was like, oh man, this is, this is a hundred percent true. Cause sometimes like you, like I catch myself the same thing. It's just like, I've been like answering questions. Um, but I'm like, oh snap, I forgot to do this. And I'm just like, oh, I gotta do that because if that's what causes this to happen. Cause if I focus so much on doing this, I'm eventually I'm going to catch up. Right? Like eventually I'm going to catch up and dry up and I'm going to be like, oh wait, what happened? <laughs> yeah. So a hundred percent, I agree with you on that brother. So let's go ahead and talk to your past self. Like if you were that 22 year old again, mm -hmm. looking for apartments, right? Like, let's go back to that same spot. You're walking down the street with your girlfriend, looking for that dream apartment. And you ask yourself, okay, how can I actually make this happen? Mm -hmm. Right? How how can I actually get that apartment? Mm -hmm. What game plan? Well, first let me ask you this. First, let me ask you: Would you tell that person to do anything different than what you did mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. after those all the time? Um. Well, probably not in that moment. Yeah. Uh, 
because it actually took a while for me actually to, so I had this feeling I want to make money, but mm -hmm. becoming a coach is actually something that the idea developed over time. It's what yeah. I was like, oh, I need more money. Oh, I'm becoming a nutrition coach for the group fitness people that yeah. I work with. <laughs> That, that's not what happened. That so I actually happen, yeah. had to ponder uh, a long time before I actually made that connection. But when I was starting out um, and actually started to, okay, I, I need to get clients. One thing that I would tell my former self is to start creating content as soon as possible mm. or start okay. writing on the internet because publishing at, at first it... Um, it feels intimidating to write something because you have never mm -hmm. done it. But yeah. what I, what I have learned over time is creating content or creating or writing on the internet means you're thinking more clearly. That means over time you communicate about your business much more clearly, but you also always push yourself in ways. What are the things that I don't yet know? Or how mm. can I, learn what my audience actually means because very often when we when you when you start out we're sitting in our living room maybe in front of a worksheet and then comes the question of okay what are your clients biggest struggles and you're sitting there i don't know yeah but if you create content and if you start to think about okay what is what content could they enjoy you actually get really hard data on people are liking this and are not mm -hmm. liking this. And you constantly yeah. think about this. You constantly challenge yourself to understand what do I actually know and how far can I push my knowledge? And the other thing is you're constantly creating. So you constantly come up with new program ideas, new freebie ideas, new content ideas. So if I had to talk with my former self again, and the physicist in my uh, in myself wouldn't scream because somebody's actually traveling through the park. Um, I would say, as soon as possible, start writing. I mean, writing is a caption, a caption yeah. on Instagram, or now maybe a carousel or an infographic post. Um, start with that as soon as possible, because the first one will suck as always. But you have to do the first one to be really good at the 50th, 50th one. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I always say that as well. It's just like, because I mean, I work with new coaches as well. And I'm just like, you got to publish, publish. You got to publish. Like, you have to publish. No matter if it's a podcast, it could be just audio only. It could be a blog. It could be something. But you need to show up. You need to show up consistently. I mean, I agree 100% with you. That's the same thing that I would tell myself. You know, seven years ago, when I first started my entrepreneurial journey, just in general, I would have been like, hey, start creating content, start documenting the journey. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And let me ask you, Robin, mm -hmm. obviously, the biggest question that I get when it comes to when I say that, it's like, oh, but nobody's watching, but mm -hmm. nobody's listening. Mm -hmm. What do you say to those people? Well, unless you actually start with zero followers then actually nobody is listening but most people nowadays have a social media following on facebook maybe acquired over the years 
or on Instagram. So you mm -hmm. very rarely actually start with zero, zero. So you have yeah. maybe, maybe 50, maybe a hundred, maybe sometimes if you have been on social media a long time, you actually go into the hundreds of followers. And this is, this is the beginning. The question then is what kind of content do you create? So people will actually watch. Mm -hmm. And that is, this is where then you have to understand who is following you because yeah. sometimes if you are completely, completely new, you cannot just pick your dream, uh, your dream, dream niche or your dream client, because all of us would like to work with NFL athletes or NBA athletes or with yeah. celebrities, but most of us don't are not connected in, in that area. No world. Yeah. So we start with the audience that we already have, and maybe you have, that was in my case, I had a lot of people that I knew from the group fitness classes that I participated in and, um, eventually actually coached or instructed. So I focused on them. That is what was my little niche, my little group. Sure. And every time I posted, I didn't worry about my school friends, what they might be thinking about. Why is he talking about nutrition? What a weird, yeah. I thought he's, <laughs> he's doing some math. No, I was thinking about the friends and the people that I know from the group fitness classes and then mm. finish their class at 9 PM in the evening and then figure out, oh, what should, what should I eat? Because I have to sleep in an hour or two. So I can't cook very elaborately. So I, I started to share this kind of content. What should I eat after my group fitness class? Or what should I eat before my group fitness class? And then over conversations, one of the biggest problems was, what should I bring with me in the office? Mm. Okay. So I, so that was the, the nice, the nice time on Instagram where you, when you are a fitness professional, you simply posted your food and got 200 likes. <laughs> Oh yeah. Somebody posts this play that looks healthy now. Yeah. Good old times. But, but that's, that's what I did. I actually prepped my meals. I take a, a I, I took a, a photo, uploaded it to Instagram and told people, this is what I do. And this is a meal that tastes really good, warm and it tastes really good, cold, super easy. These are the ingredients. Have fun with it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Unless we are really talking about somebody who starts a completely new social media account, focus on the people who are already following you, even if it's people from the past or colleagues, yeah. whatever, and create content that they will enjoy because then um, they will they will see it. Got it. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I, I say something a little bit different. I always say it's just like. You know, if you start a podcast, right, you listen to a podcast or you start a YouTube channel or a brand new Instagram and nobody's listening, that's actually a good thing because mm -hmm. at first you're going to, you're going to be terrible. <laughs> like, let's be honest. When you first create your first podcast, you are mm -hmm. going to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's fine. When you create your first live, you are going to be horrible and that's yeah. good. So it's a good thing that nobody's listening. So by the time somebody actually starts listening. Mm -hmm. you are actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so you get to the 50th episode, 
guess what? And now you're a lot more comfortable on camera. Now your voice is better on the podcast. And your post is better. So it's actually a good thing that nobody's listening because that is kind of like a blessing in disguise because, yeah, nobody's going to see you being terrible when they mm-hmm. actually do come and they see your first ever something like, oh, man, he was really bad. But now he's good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I always say. I, I love the idea. I have actually my first YouTube video still still on my channel. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's a terrible video. Uh, yeah, the same same with me. I have like my first video. It was really really bad. And one of the excuses that I I kind of told myself um, to stop publishing is just like I didn't have enough shirts. And I'm like, okay, people already saw me wearing this shirt. I'm not gonna wear it again. And like I, mm-hmm. it was just to find an excuse to not create content anymore. Mm-hmm. And that stopped me from creating content for a whole year. And I know there's people that are just finding excuses right now on themselves to not do what they need to be doing, which. Um, you got to push through because if nobody's listening, that's a good thing. I wish I could tell that to myself seven years ago because I'm like, why well, am I going to create videos? Nobody's going to watch it. Yeah. Um, by the way, I can tell you, um, I got to the first 1000 subscribers on YouTube with my laptop webcam and, uh, a cheap Bluetooth headphone. And that's crazy. sometimes it turned around and scratched all over my voice and it sounded terrible. <laughs> but yeah. the focus for me was, okay, I'm creating as much content value as I can put out. Mm. And people did mind, of course. I, um, but if the content value is interesting and helpful and keeps people watching. So I didn't buy a fancy microphone or a fancy camera before I actually hit the first thousand subscribers. Because then I knew wow. it actually works. Yeah. Wow. I, I, yeah, I'm a little opposite in that sense. I needed everything in order for me to start. It was just an excuse that I had. It was literally an excuse that I had. I was like, no, I need the camera. I need the microphone. I need the computer. I don't know how to edit. I need to do all of this. It was just a whole bunch of excuses I told myself to not start. I wish I would have started doing, doing this five years ago. My journey would have been completely different, right? But it's mm-hmm. never too late. You can always start. Yeah. So, Robin. Let me go ahead and actually ask you. We have a brand new coach has this offer figured out. They know their ideal client. They know what they're offering. Mm. What are the five steps or how many ever steps that you think they need to take in order for them to land their first client? What is the first thing they should do? Well, this type of coach is a rare beauty because most coaches haven't figured all this out. But yeah, let's assume they have. Um, I would actually start with with a little story because how I got my first client was super super simple. I eventually really? figured out okay, I want to help or want to try to help uh, people in group fitness classes, and it was actually after a group fitness class that I was sitting down with a couple of friends. We were all in the group. And I started to talk about, oh, I've been thinking about this. And I actually bought a certification um, to actually learn how to do this coaching. And some of my friends said, is that so? Tell me more. Really? Actually how, how, how I very easily, without actually knowing it, had my first sales conversation by actually mm-hmm. just talking to other people. Um, yeah, I'm doing this new thing. Um, and they were super interested in the beginning. Again, 
Another uh, step that I took was um, very basic, super simple uh, posts on Instagram. I remember one one thing very early on when stories came out. So that, that's how, how old I am. Stories were a new thing <laughs> back, back then. Um, I actually took a picture of my groceries and something like ready for healthy eating over the weekend or something like this. And people like, oh, what are you doing? What is it? Why do we eat yeah. this? Da, 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 da. So I, I didn't have a, a single strategy because I was too stupid. I didn't know. Yeah. I, I simply started to tell people in a very casual way that I'm doing this. I talk with friends and with friends of friends around them. Um, actually, that was one of the biggest pushes for my um, uh, for my business was when one of the other instructors actually said, oh, by the way, if you're hungry and you don't know what to eat, here's Robin in the first row. He just got his certification. Talk to him. So that was a huge boost. People were standing around me like, what should I eat? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, so in the very beginning, don't try to focus on one strategy only. Instead, try to diversify. So if, really? we are, if we're thinking about this right now, try wow. to talk with people in... So I'm, I'm thinking about fitness coaches and nutrition coaches. Yeah, that's talk, fine. Yeah. Talk uh, talk to the to to the staff in your gym about it. Maybe you have the opportunity to do a little presentation one afternoon, mm -hmm. one Saturday afternoon. Everyone is invited. Feel free to join. Robin is talking about thirty minutes. The best supplements to get huge gains. Whatever. Yeah. This this is one opportunity. And even if um, you don't get a speaking opportunity. If you're good friends with the with the staff at your gym, they may just recommend you because they get these questions all the time. And most PTs don't offer nutrition coaching, or they're not allowed mm -hmm. when they're working at the gym. They may say, "Yeah, go to Robin. He he's doing this." Then on social media, again, you don't have to create elaborate infographics and carousels and lives in the beginning. In the beginning, you just want to let people know. That you're doing this stuff. Yep. And then look at maybe your friends, your colleagues, um, talk with them. Maybe you have a couple of friends who have always cheered you on. Oh, that's so cool that you're trying this entrepreneur stuff. That's so cool that you're trying to become a health and fitness coach or wellness coach or meditation, whatever coach. Maybe you, then you can reach out and say, hey, I've got my certification. My program is ready. Do we happen to know anybody who would be a good fit? And very mm. often they might say, oh, I would be actually a good fit because they are cheering you on because they in a way see themselves as somebody you could help. Yeah. So this is then where you um, cast a huge net and try to get a lot of different opportunities. And then you see where you actually catch something. Maybe you mm. get lucky with your friends. Maybe you get lucky at the gym. Maybe you get lucky over social media. And once you see that something works, then you can focus on that and do more of it. Do more of it. I love it.
I love it. That's that's how I would. That's so. That's the get in front of people part. Is yeah. That one? The next. So, one, sorry, go ahead. Let me. Yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, let me go ahead and kind of put it like as well. Like obviously, when you're saying this, I'm, my brain is thinking. I hope that the viewers and listeners as well. It's just like Robin said. Go to your gym, right? Go to your local gym and ask. Hey, is maybe I can do a presentation, but what else can you do? How can we transfer that online? And automatically, I'm just like, okay, well, you know that your ideal clients are probably on Facebook groups, right? So somebody yeah. has that attention. How about you ask the admin of the Facebook group? Hey, yeah. is it okay if I do a live talking about nutrition? Is yeah. that simple, right? It's the same thing, just transferring it online in some type of sense because at the end of the day yeah if you go to the gym you know your ideal clients are there because you're working with people who go to the gym as, as a nutrition but you can also do the same thing online someone has a personal trainer has a facebook group that yeah. would love for to have somebody in the facebook group talking about nutrition and what best way to actually get in front of them if by asking permission hey is it okay if we do a live and i'll do i'll talk about permission it's like your audience is already somewhere, right? Like your ideal clients, it's all about you getting in front of them. So figure out who has your audience and get creative, guys. Get creative on how you can actually get in front of them. Yeah, so if, if you want to talk about uh, Facebook groups, so one of the strategies that I like to, sh uh, to share is, so first of all, you very generally search on uh, Facebook for, for your yeah. specific uh, group. So let's say, to, to use an example that's not so divorced men. So maybe you have a divorced background and you want to help divorced men get over um, this breakup by actually have this glow up and actually work on yep. themselves again. So you go into, you search for groups um, with divorced men and there are plenty of groups around this. And then you join. And um, the key here is if you're completely new and a stranger, very often these groups don't like a direct presentation because they want to keep it on the topic and it's not something where other yeah. people come in and see the opportunity. But what you can do is if you have a divorce background, you introduce yourself, you say something like, hey, super glad that I found this group. I had my divorce two years ago and I really struggled with this and this. Now I'm helping men overcome this, a very short sentence. But then you divert the attention again, something like, um, and then you sell, tell something funny like, I'm still enjoying, I don't know, uh, the pancakes that my wife always hated, or I'm still yeah. a super big fan of uh, eating ice cream with my kids. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions, just let me know. I'm super excited to be here. And then you have the introduction post. People know that you're working with them, but the post doesn't look like you're actually selling something. You're not selling anything. Yeah. And it's just an introduction. Hey, I, by the way, I'm doing this. And from there, you can essentially in a Facebook group um, sort all posts by highest activity and respond to the last three posts with the highest, uh, um, highest activity. Write a comment, maybe respond to a comment. Yeah. And people just start to notice your name. And over time, mm -hmm. you continue the conversation in the comments. Maybe very naturally, they send you a friend request. Then you can talk more deeply. 
But this is how I like to approach it in Facebook groups, for example, casual mm -hmm. introduction, being very yeah. active, sharing as much as possible, not just health and fitness, but actually mm -hmm. being a person in this group. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it, it's called friends on Facebook for a reason, because you actually know each other before you accept the friend request. Yeah. And from there, um, you go into, into the DM conversations and, uh, discovery calls. I, I'm not sure if you, if you want me to continue or is there, do you have a question? Yeah, no, uh, let's go to, you know, so we're getting this attention. The next thing is to start the conversation. You would say, mm -hmm. what would be the second thing to do after you got that attention or you're getting this attention from people? Yeah. So let's stay in the Facebook group, for example. Yeah. Um, first of all, most Facebook groups don't like it when you say, Hey, DM me for this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They hate it. <laughs> so be very casual and let people come to you. Um, what mm. you can do is you set up your own profile, your private profi profile in a way that it's absolutely clear that you are a coach. Like yep. you'll have a banner that says helping divorced men overcome the weight gain or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you have a professional picture, you have your details. Maybe you even have a website in there. So it's absolutely clear when they're looking at your profile, what you're doing, but you don't have to sell, sell this in the group. Instead, you're staying in the group, being very active, having great conversations and let people to just be curious. Who is this guy? Because yeah. if we have two or three back and forth in, uh, back and forth in a, in a Facebook group, people check out your profile. And if, if you have a great offer, then people might send you a friend request or at least continue the conversation. Um, so first of all, don't pull people out of the Facebook group. Admins hate that. Instead, let people come to you Got it. by, by setting up your profile. And just a side note, um, Canva, for example, has freed templates for your Facebook banner and PFP maker. So profile picture maker creates super easy, professional looking profiles from basically any picture. So there's no okay. excuse like, oh, I don't have the design skills to do something like this. It's everything for free. Yeah. Um, so you have the conversation. Somebody has sent you a friend request and then you, you very, very easily, very easily and casually say, Hey, thank you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation. How do you think about this? Or how do you feel about this? So you first of first to continue the conversation. And then I like to think about these DM conversations um, a little bit like a pre-coaching conversation where you start to get a feeling of who they are. So what do they actually want to achieve? What, what is it that's holding them back? Um, what happens if they don't achieve this? I think this is a really yeah. powerful uh, follow-up question. So you want to achieve this amazing six-pack and you want to see your ex-wife just be infuriated <laughs> when you're posting yeah. these amazing pictures, shirtless with a six-pack at the beach. It's just, I can't get back to him. So this is, yeah. 
<laughs> we want to create emotions, but then you, you, you change the conversation again. Okay. What happens if you don't achieve it? So then you're at mm. the beach and you are maybe you're hiding. Oh, my ex wife And I'm running away. Okay. And then I actually have three very simple ideas that I would like to share with you on how you can get started. Are you open to have a discovery call or a coaching call or a okay. call with me? Yeah, a quick chat. Yeah, it's it's. I don't have the space to explain it here. And most often, if you if you have asked these questions in the right way, and if they are emotional, they say yes, of course. I don't want to actually just thinking about the situation where I don't feel the most confident. And the uh, discovery call then is very similar. So. What are you currently doing? Why is it not working? Um, what do you want to achieve? So you actually go a lot deeper. What yeah. happens if you don't achieve it? And hey, I have a quick plan here, how I could help you. Would you be open to tell me about it? Or mm. another strategy that I used in the beginning is, hey, I have an idea for a plan because I think you are my ideal client. And then okay. they've never heard, oh, I'm the ideal client yeah. for somebody. And you, you mentioned maybe we have the same background. We've both been divorced. Um, we both have kids and we love them to death. Um, but we struggle with all this ice cream. It's so easy to, after a hard day, and then these thoughts and these memories come up. And you just drive to the gas station and you buy yourself a pint of ice and a big beer, and then you just sit there watching TV, eating ice, drinking beer, and you feel like shit in, the, in yeah. reality. Okay, that's why you are the idea client. I have been there. Now I am here, and I would like to help you. Mm, got and it. That's fine. So you have, we assume the offer is clear. We are getting in front of people, whatever way, Facebook, Instagram, um, conversations, podcasts, mm -hmm. um, we have these conversations. We actually turn them into discovery calls. And the last thing that I actually, so there are two more things. One is setting up your business. And there are also all the legal stuff that I'm not going to talk about because as you can yeah. see from the German, I'm not talking, I'm not going to talk about how to set up a business in the U S or in Canada. So we assume the, the formal regulations are in place, but what you actually yeah. just need is some way to collect money. So mm -hmm. PayPal is a super easy solution. You need some way to share documents, Google Drive, yeah. costs nothing or basically nothing. Um, communication, email, messenger, uh, Zoom for video calls, super easy, free. Booking calls, discovery calls with Calendly is for free. And then you essentially have everything that you need to run the business. Of course, there are all the tax regulations. The things, yeah, of course. That's the other part, but some way to collect money, to share documents, to communicate. That's everything that you need for a coaching business. And the last part is creating the program. And this is a big hurdle that I want to talk about. Because in the beginning, we all think, oh, I have to create this elaborate plan of how I'm going to get my ideal clients the pro process. But here's the 
big thing that most coaches underestimate. It is much harder to sell a program than to create results. Mm. So what I like to suggest, especially for new coaches, don't create a program before you have somebody who gives you the, have, has given you the money. So yes, each discovery call is a one-on-one -on -one conversation and you offer a one-on-one, 100% -on -one, individualized program. You are creating a program for the person that is sitting in front of you. So it's not hmm. like buy this package, but it's this yeah. program is for you. Because what that means is they're giving you money and you learn how to create programs. And you don't have to create a program for an arbitrary, kind of specialized niche person. You're creating yeah. it for this person, including their assessment that is right in front of you. You're creating it for them. And you do this three to five times, and then you notice the patterns, especially if you are lucky and have similar clients. You notice, oh, mm -hmm. they very often need three months. They enjoy weekly coaching sessions. They like yeah. if I follow up with email or if I'm available on WhatsApp or Messenger. And I need to first talk about how much they eat and then why they eat and then what they eat. And then we are planning. And then in the last four weeks, they're always asking, oh, how can I get a little bit more results? So I'm planning a little bit more steady-state cardio or some hit training, and then my program is ready. I know what to do based on the actual experience that I've had with the clients that I work with, instead of trying to imagine a program without actually having a person that goes through it. So create the program. <laughs> after you have sold your coaching essentially yes i love that i love that so if we simplify the steps because is okay obviously if you already have your who and your, what your offer is <clears throat> second thing is okay you need to go ahead and get a find a way to get attention whether it's facebook groups instagram podcast or whatever it is find a way to stand in front of your ideal clients um you need to find a way the second thing they need to do is transition that and let them come to you, correct? Let them come to you to ask you questions. When they ask you questions, then you direct with the three questions that we talked about so we can go ahead and get them on a discovery call, right? And then in the discovery call, you try to solve and ask more questions, paint the picture, offer the solution, and boom, they became a client. Very simple steps, not overcomplicated, right? I think the, what the most hardest thing for people is probably the attention part, right? Yeah. So. But there's many ways to actually get that happen. We just got to be creative, right? Yeah. The one thing, I don't know if you agree with me, is the one thing is please don't depend on the algorithm to get attention. Like, don't just post a reel and just, okay, I'm going to sit back and wait. Don't do it because that could work. But it's going to be a really long process. Figure out a way to actively get in front of your ideal client consistently, guys. Yeah. That probably is one of the biggest things that you could do right now in your business. If you're struggling with getting clients, it's probably because you're struggling with getting attention if you have everything else figured out, right? Do you agree with me? Yeah, absolutely. So this, this proactive approach, this is really the key. It's not like I've seen some coaches feel like, oh, if I get my certification, 
people around me magically will smell that I'm a coach and approach. (laughs) Unfortunately, at least from my experience, this doesn't work. So you have to go out into the world and do the scary step of actually saying, I am doing this new thing. And that's Mm. totally fine. And again, you can join joining Facebook groups is uh, is a way that absolutely works. Um, Posting on social media. I mean, we are not talking about complicated um, carousels or infographics. Things can be very, very simple. Like I've learned this cool new thing about when to eat after your training, whatever. Or you hmm. even just tell your own story, your own journey. Like I'm doing this right now. Maybe you're doing some cool booty training and you're filming yourself. I mean, yeah. If you're if you're uh, a good-looking person and if you're really in shape, this alone will get you several hundred or thousand views on reels, and people yes. um, start asking questions. Why? Why? What happens? What's going on here? The key is don't let the thoughts get to your head like, oh, I'm starting to annoy people. Because the reality is some people will be annoyed. There's nothing you can do about it. And I like to think about it like this. I hate wearing socks. I absolutely (laughs) hate it. And if somebody starts posting about how awesome socks are, there's nothing they cannot tell me anything that convinces me that I like to wear socks more often. On the other hand, if somebody is, I've actually had a client like this, I am helping dogs with certain nutritional illnesses eat better. So she was a dog nutritionist or dog yep. nutrition coach. Then I was like, ooh, I love dogs, I love nutrition. Tell me more. Tell me more, of course. There's probably nothing she can do that I wouldn't follow her and learn more. Unless she talks about cats, because I hate cats. Uh Uh-huh. So don't try to be happy with everyone. With everybody. Because the, the people that actually have the problem that you try to solve won't mind you talking about it. Think about like this. If if you're trying to buy something new, a new car, a new TV, a new smartphone, a new house, and somebody tells you more details about it, they don't say, mm, now I'm annoyed. I've been thinking about this thing yeah. 24 hours, but you're giving me more information about what it is and what it does? No. Mm. Yeah, no, Follow. it's not going to happen. No. If they're curious... If they have the problems that you're talking about, then they will lean in and listen more closely. So that's Love very it. important. And if 99% of your followers don't like what you're talking about, but you have five people who are absolutely amazed about Love what it. you do, yeah. then you can already have a pretty solid base to run your, to, to start your business. So start your business, 100%. Uh, Robin, it was amazing having you on the podcast, man. I think people are absolutely going to love this. I had a lot of fun. We, you know, just the simplicity of what we just went through, is like the step-by-step process. If people actually implement that, they're going to go get results and they're going to get clients and they're going to be happy and their lives are going to change, right? But it's about implementing it. 
It yeah. really is about implementing. They will save so much time and worries and trouble of, oh, how should I figure this out? I don't know. Yes. And, yeah. 100%, 100%. So Robin, where can people learn more about you? I know, I know people are going to say, okay, Robin's amazing. He's cool. Like the way he explained it was dope and amazing. Where can people learn more about you? Um, let's start there. So if you have any questions whatsoever, what I talked about, the best place to find me is on Instagram and you will okay. see me do stupid reels and share what I've learned. And especially the part of how to actually be more visible on social media, because that's what I've been doing for so long now. Um, mm -hmm. the other part is if you want to see my face, not just my voice, YouTube is another great place there. I share a lot more in-depth, um, videos because Instagram is more yes. like snacks and sure. YouTube is more in, uh, elaborate. That's the two best places, um, awesome. to find me in case you want a little bit more structure instead of, Oh, what is Robin just, posting about yeah. today? Um, you can check out my free course where I essentially have put six modules together from creating your offer, talking about your offer, having a discovery calls, but very important. I also have modules on how to deliver it. So it's not like you're getting your first okay. client and yeah. now I'm done. That's, that's, that's what I've done. <laughs> no, I actually have videos on how to have the first conversation with them, how to have follow-up conversations, how to create these check-in forms, how to move them forward. And since I'm focused mostly on nutrition and fitness coaches, I've also a small section on motivational interviewing. So what can you do when clients are stuck? So it's fairly comprehensive, but it's for free. And if you're interested, um, probably the link is somewhere. Yes, sir. Yes, 100%. Um, we're going to go ahead and obviously tag Robin so you guys can go ahead and check it out. The link to the course that he's talking about, it is in his bio as well, just in case you guys <laughs> want to go there right now and check it out. It is in his bio. I, I went through it, a whole bunch of value, and it's free. Like, literally, like, that's crazy. Six modules, and they're not short videos either. So just don't think that they're two-second videos or too many videos. No, they're actually elaborate, which is amazing. Robin, thank you so much for being on the podcast, brother. I really, really appreciate it. and. Hopefully we have you again very, very soon. Oh, I would love it. Thank you so much. Awesome. And for everyone guys, who's thank you. listening, thank you so much. For sure. Guys, thank you guys so much for watching this podcast. Thank you so much for watching this video. Make sure you guys obviously like, comment, go check out Robin, and I'll talk to you guys later.